Hola, hola. My name is Neto Velasco, and this is the second episode of Coffee with Photographers. And today I am with Lene, a photographer from Los Angeles. What's up, Lene? How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I am very good. Thank you for, uh, for being here with me. Yeah, of course. I really love... Um I don't think Neto would ever say this, but he did an amazing job of making this like a very appropriate socially distanced and like, <laughs> you know, COVID safe. I know, yeah, because everything going on, like look at the microphones. Yeah, we like, have masks, our yeah, mics have masks. Our masks have We're mics. We're outdoors in a park. Mm -hmm. This is the future. <laughs> I know, it's incredible. I started the podcast before the whole lockdown. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to talk to photographers, like see how they how they do their photography, what cameras they use, and to and for other photographers to listen to us. So I did a podcast in my on my in my garage mm -hmm. uh, with Liz Brett, a very cool photographer from LA. Yeah, her episode's great. They, oh, you've you've heard it. I did. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I had some other photographers lined up for the podcast, and then the lockdown happened. So I reached out to them, like, hey. Uh, for your safety, for my safety, like I'm gonna stop doing the podcast. And I've told you this, English is not my first language, so I'd rather do it in person yeah. because that way like I can, I think I can understand better, mm -hmm. you know? And so now I'm like, I still want to do the podcast. I did my COVID test, which was negative. I told you, I'm like, I'm taking extreme precautions. We can do the podcast in the park. And yeah, I think we're safe. We are. It feels very safe. <laughs> Good. That's that's the most important thing that yes. you're that you feel safe and comfortable to do it. I remember me telling you like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable, we don't have to do it. Yeah, you were very like um, very considered and thoughtful, and I think that that is one important thing as people you know navigate when we do stuff and how we do things yeah. is proactively letting people know the conditions. A friend yeah. of mine, Mariah, had a piece at an art show um, called Blackness at a space in downtown. I think it's called Wanzimmer. Okay. It's the German word for living room. So uh -huh. if anyone speaks German, they'll know that Whoa. I'm saying it wrong. And, um, <laughs> you know, she's a really incredible photographer and I wanted to support, but also I want to be careful and not be part of the problem. Yeah, and of so course, of course. it was so great because in the invitation, they made it very clear that there were like time frames we could come. There oh. was a capacity. They had, when we got there, they had somebody checking everyone's temperatures. Uh -huh. They gave us all hand sanitizer and gloves and masks when we got there. That's great. And it was a big space, and I think they only allowed, like, 15 people in there at a time. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. And so that was, like, I felt very safe, but it's, you also don't, you know, you don't want to, I've just been saying no to everything. Yeah, me Except too. for that, because she was so clear about all the precautions. That's incredible. I do, <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate people being cautious like that. Yeah. Because as you know, and as you've seen, like, there's a lot of people that don't take those precautions. And mm -hmm. at this point, like, we can't do that. Like, well, even just with, like you and Liz in her episode, we're talking yeah. about, um, like, when you're shooting with women yeah. and some of her work is nudes and just letting people know what oh. what the deal is on the upfront, of right? Of course. And you up, like very proactively letting women know, I'm not shooting nude photography. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome to bring somebody just to be considerate of not putting someone else in that position. Of course, every time I shoot, uh, it doesn't matter the gender. I'm like, please bring someone. Like yeah. you're allowed to bring someone. And especially because like, if they bring someone, they feel safe, they feel comfortable. Right. Uh, and it's not like awkward or weird, and especially in this industry. Yeah. Like, you know how it is. Um, 
it's so difficult uh, to trust someone right either the photographer or the model too so and i've heard so many weird stories oh yeah and from close close photographers mm -hmm. that i've stopped talking to them because of like what i've heard uh that some models went through yeah with, with uh with them so yeah all of my shoots like i don't shoot nude i i i love that other photographers are doing and they're great like mm -hmm. that's their type of art i don't i just love clothes like and, and and a person like that i think that gives the style i love styling yeah so i i, I love like shooting outside lifestyle pictures and yeah i don't shoot nude like i did mm -hmm. once when i studied photography because i went to school for photography in mexico right. back in the day and one of the class was like shooting nude and yeah it was fine like it was very artisty and everything but i was like i don't i don't think this is my yeah it's it's interesting i've never had any desire to shoot other people nude i've yeah. been in a nude shoot maybe two i don't know but definitely one uh-huh and my friend dustin did it and it was we did oh i did two with him actually we did one in like And it was, you know, I think what really helped is, A, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So I know him as a person, mm -hmm. and I know he's not creepy. Yeah. So that helps. You of know, course. he's never hit on me. He's never, he had a girlfriend who I love, and she's terrific. Yeah, yeah. And she was actually at the second shoot and helped style oh, it. Oh, that's perfect. Which was super fun because I was wearing a motorcycle helmet, and there's nothing okay. better. If you're shooting nude, like, uh -huh. really, it's so freeing to not have to worry about your face. <laughs> because... I you're, can imagine, yeah. You're already thinking about your body and how this looks and, like, what angle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, And to be like, oh, great, I don't have to worry if, like, one eye is not as open as the other or <laughs> my mouth's, like, a little contorted or if yeah. I have, like, crow's feet or whatever from what I'm... You just don't have to think about that stuff. And so it's very liberating. I never thought about that. You know, I could never model uh, being nude because I'm not very confident mm. with, my, with my body. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, every every morning I tell my wife, like, oh, I really need to, like, lose my, my stomach, my love <laughs> handles. She's like, you're fine. Like, you're not, like, you're fine. But I have, like, this issue. Well, yeah, because that's what media does, right? It's because the, oh. the people who get photographed nude historically have been yeah. people with, like, perfect abs, yep. men yep. and women, right? Uh, like, yeah. that's what we've seen. Yeah. And so then it makes you go, like, well... I can't be in that photograph unless I, I have, unless I'm ripped. And I think it's funny because I wouldn't mind if somebody like took my photograph nude, if it was like in a moment where they were like, oh, you look good. I'm going to take this photo. Yeah. But if I know I'm going to be in a, in a shoot that's nude, it's like, okay, I am like working out every day, like no carbs, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking yeah, yeah, like yeah. two gallons of water. I know. And I'm very particular about it because that's a very different thing when it's like a shoot versus when it's candid. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's which, very, which very the different. type of photography that you do is candid. Yeah, typically. So, um, wait, we never talked about our coffee. Should, oh yeah. yeah are yeah, we okay. supposed to? So we're, no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this podcast is called coffee with photographers. <laughs> I named it that way because coffee for me i'm a i'm a, i'm shy i'm a shy person really and i'm anxious yeah especially with people that i don't know mm. and especially because english is not my first language i think it's that yeah that english is not my first language so coffee gives me that boost yeah to me talk too. and to like uh chill out a little bit which is funny right because that's the opposite of the reason for coffee but i'm the same way <laughs> and i honestly 
have some time. Sometimes I feel like coffee's helped with my depression too. Okay. Because I that extra that. boost of energy. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, if you're depressed and tired, mm -hmm. it's a double whammy. Like you're oh, not, yeah. and then you're not going to feel good about how you spent your day because you were in bed all, depending on what kind of person you are. Some people yeah. are very comfortable relaxing and I respect that mm -hmm. because I think something about the way I was raised made me feel like every day is like a orange that you need to squeeze the most juice out of. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but coffee really helps me just sort of get things going. And yeah. sometimes I, I'm fine without it. Sometimes I'm totally fine mm -hmm. without it. And then days like today, I almost had a coffee before I came here. And then I was like, no, be strong. Just wait <laughs> until you're there. Okay. Prove to yourself that you're capable of doing this without already a pre-caffeination. And but, how did that go? Like before, oh, right now? Um, well, I'm doing better now than I was, you know, <laughs> the, I think. Yeah. I definitely, you texted me because you had to run an errand and so we pushed yes. by about 30 minutes mm -hmm. and it was the perfect opportunity for me to take a nap. And okay, for listeners, great. like it's only 12.30, it's like 1 p.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> but I by 11 a.m. I needed a nap just. That's good. Yeah. yeah you know, like you, you don't need like a time frame like to do whatever you, no. you want. Like this, Dogs like society. Dogs all day. I know. Why so, can't we? Exactly, but it's society that tells you like, oh, you need to be, like on your game and grinding and hustling yeah. and doing this it's like dude chill not out not my society let me tell you i've always thought that stuff Ooh, I've, I've always thought that stuff was so corny um i know just because it's so unhealthy and as a creative person i think i mean yeah we do come up with good ideas when mm -hmm. we're under pressure however when we're burned out nobody's yeah. coming up with with their best creative work or photography yeah when we're burned out and if if we're on a roll, that's one thing, but mm -hmm. the idea of the whole rise and grind thing, I think it's important to get stuff done. Yeah, of course. At the same time, I'm like, it's also important to be a human and in of course. And sleep and maybe, you know, make some jokes and, and things. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. So you were asking, you were asking about the kind of work that I do. Yeah, but okay. So yeah, I asked before that, before yeah. we get into that. Yes. You don't drink milk, right? No. So that's like every time I do a podcast or I hang out with people, I like bringing snacks, right? Oh, how so, nice of you. So I'm what a like, good mom. <laughs> well, thank you. I am good. Yeah, that's a compliment. Uh, so I was like, hey, do you, I'm going to grab coffee mm -hmm. uh, because I know I need coffee. Which one do you drink? And then you were like, oh, I drink Rebel. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, I, I hope so. That's how I say it. You know, I've never tried it. Uh-huh. And it's great. Oh, I'm so glad you like, like it. It is good. I got the same one as you. You say like get the yeah, the what rebel maca the cold maca? brew. There's a um, there's a rishi one also. Uh -huh. It's not as sweet, okay. and sometimes I go with that one just for the sake of not relying on having a sweet tooth so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not sort of a practice of like stoicism or for me to go. <laughs> you know what? We don't need the sugar today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no added sugar in here. I think it's just vanilla. Yeah, and it tastes coconut very milk. good. I want yeah. But it is really good. And I wish that Rebel yeah. would make these in a bigger bottle because oh. there's those other ones, those big cold brew type bottles. Yeah, I've seen them. I saw and them And I would too. love if they had those in that size because I feel I won't buy this every day because, A, it's ex sort of expensive. And, B, yeah. it's wasteful to, like, have this yeah. much plastic every day. So I usually make my own coffee at home. Okay. But, yeah, there's no milk in this. I'm lactose intolerant. So okay. it's better to not have milk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do love... In normal times where you can like sit at a coffee shop, I love a good dirty chai. Okay. Oh, delicious. So delicious. Yeah, that's good. That or nitro cold brew. Those are sort of, because I like the fuzzy. Okay. No, those ones like really, 
like messed me up. Like I'm oh, yeah. so hyped up. They'll make you sick sometimes yeah. for sure. You have to make, you have to take your own sort of uh, temperature, your internal <laughs> temperature on whether yeah. it's a day you can have a nitro cold brew. Cause certainly I think nitro cold brews and then something about green tea also, if I have okay. it on an empty stomach, yeah. It'll make me kind of sick. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes when the coffee's like super strong, like I start like gagging, like oh. almost like throwing up. Yeah, yeah. And my wife is like, are you okay? But like every morning. I'm like, it's, I'm fine. <laughs> it's the coffee. I drank too much. You're like, it's good for me. I swear. No, you know what? There's this coffee. Super good. I got it at Trader Joe's. It's mm -hmm. called uh, La Colombe. La Colombe. Oh, yeah, yeah. That coffee's lovely. And they have like this tiny cans. Yes. So I'm like, oh, and I'm they're gonna very try cute. It. Yeah, super cute. The packaging is great. I'm yeah. a graphic designer too, so I go by the packaging. Okay. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is super cool. So I got it. I drank like a little bit. And I was so messed up. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. And then I read it's like a triple espresso. And oh, I'm yeah, like, that one's crazy. Yeah. That I'm, one's very crazy. Yeah, I cannot finish it. No. Definitely not. And my wife is the same way. She she drinks decaf. Okay. Because even decaf is too strong for her. Like if she drinks uh, not decaf, like regular coffee, like mm -hmm. she gets so anxious. She's, she's a very oh, anxious per person. Yeah. So she probably doesn't have ADD. No. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she doesn't drink coffee. But yeah, this one is great. I'm happy you recommended it. Oh, thank you. Thanks um, for scooping it up for me. Yeah, it gave me the boost like to be more like chill and good, more confident with my English and all of that. Good, good. So, um, yeah. So now, let's talk about your photography. Yeah, I, I've seen like I see your Instagram. Uh -huh. I don't remember if I started following you or you started following me, but I think I started following you because Roberto posted about you. Okay, yeah. Maybe. Okay, so Roberto is my friend from Mexico, mm -hmm. from the same town, Querétaro. And he moved to Seattle. Actually, he moved to Seattle like maybe a month before I moved to LA. Oh, okay. And he was like, I remember uh, he did a tattoo on me because he's a tattoo artist. He did a tattoo on me on my elbow. Yeah, this skull right here. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm moving to Seattle in a week. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm moving to LA like in a month. He's like, oh, we should like keep in touch and like let's visit each other. And he has come to LA. Yeah. And to tattoo actually. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, and because I used to work in a tattoo shop, I was the um, shop kid. Okay. Because uh, when I first arrived here, I had to look like for jobs, like right. odd jobs like that. And it was great. It worked perfectly because when he came here, he was a guest artist at that shop. Oh, that's beautiful. So. And then he's in Seattle, and then I, I saw him taking, like, posting pictures with you. Uh -huh. And I'm like, well, we're already following each other. That's crazy <laughs> that we're friends and he lives in yeah, Seattle. It's really lovely, which for listeners, you should look him up. He's Cougar Tooth on Instagram. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. And he's, he's a great tattoo artist. Yep, and a super cool guy. And I think he's taking pictures too. Oh, good. I'm glad. I think he has an account. He doesn't promote it that much. Of course he doesn't. But very um, humble. Yeah, super humble. But um, he is taking more pictures. Good. Yeah, I, I like that. Me I, too. I promote photography. Like, everyone should get a camera. Yeah. Everyone. Even if they don't want to make money out of it or... or well, we do all have cameras, though, just in our phones. Exactly. And I think yeah, that that yeah, has true. helped people... I think that that's made it a lot more approachable to people. Yeah. Because you get to experiment sort of quietly. I know when I first started taking photos... In fact, I started taking photos because I just needed to take a class. Okay. And I'd done the video program at the high school that I went to. Uh-huh. 
they had a video program and I was really into it and I wanted to shoot I wanted to shoot skate videos is really all I cared oh, about that's shooting. incredible yeah I just wanted to shoot skate videos uh-huh and I'd sort of toyed with the idea of shooting snowboarding videos and then was like, eh, no, I don't know if that's for me, but I definitely, <laughs> I really want to shoot skate videos. And my, one of my closest friends, her uh-huh. husband is a really incredible skate photographer and has directed and produced and shot a lot of really great skate videos. Wow. His name's Remy Stratton. And, okay. and so that sort of opened my eyes to that. That was something that you could do yeah. because before that it was like, oh, I just wanted to skate. Well, I'm, okay. a, I'm horrible at skating. Like, I'm very, very bad. I, I didn't know you to... skate. That's incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I love doing it. Uh-huh. And and so when I saw that, when I learned that that's what he did for a living, because he'd been a professional skateboarder for a very long time, cool. but then got very into um, photography and uh-huh. video. And I was like, oh, there's another avenue that I could still skate and mm-hmm. be in skate culture. Mm-hmm but be doing something, yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah. it feels like, and similar, similarly with regular films, like, you know, the movie theater. Yeah. In our heads, we're like, oh, acting is the only job. And you forget that, like, somebody directed this, somebody wrote I this. I know, somebody there's did so the many people behind the <laughs> Behind movie. the scenes. You know, that's what I love, uh, like, telling these stories, like, behind the, the picture, behind right. the camera, behind the photographer. Like, yeah. all of these things that go on. And this, like, same thing happened to me with skateboarding. Mm. I used to skate when I was, like, a teen. Mm-hmm. Like, I still skate, but not not right. as much as I, yeah. as I used to. Well, um, also, health insurance in America isn't very conducive uh, to injuries. I know. Yeah, and especially, like, I work with my hands. So if anything happens right. while skateboarding, I'm like, yeah. So I can't, um, I can't skate anymore. Mm-hmm. But, and I was not that good. Yeah. I remember, like, all my friends that I used to skate, they were, like, super good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah. I, I, I'm not that good. So I grabbed my camera and I'm like, well, I can I can still be part of the scene. Yeah. And hang out with skateboarders. Right. Be with your friends. Exactly. And like, you know, it's also part of skate culture is also. Can I cuss on this podcast? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can, you yeah. Like, it's part of it's also just like fucking shit up. Like you, yeah. you just enjoy that. You like being out late or out at <laughs> well, weird hours and yep. not around a bunch of people that are doing normal shit. Yeah. And that you can kind of just be with your friends and be mobile mm-hmm. totally. without the commitment of a bicycle. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't I understand what you're saying. You can just bring it around with you. And, and you know what? The community, like the skateboarding community is so cool. Yeah. I remember great. like when I used to skate, I would go to skate parks and instantly everyone was like, like your brother. You well, know? that's like, because you're a boy. As a girl, when I was growing up, uh, it was not that yeah, way. Yeah. People imagine, were like yeah. very rude to you about skating. Really? Would constantly... I mean, any girl who's ever worn a metal shirt, you know, mm-hmm. like a metal band shirt, yeah. knows what that's like because you'll just have dudes that you don't know. And definitely it's different now in 2020, yeah, yeah. but when I was growing up, because I'm 31, so okay. early 2000s, people would walk up to you and be like, do you even name one song by that uh, band? No way. And you're just like, bro, I'm just... What? I, like, it's just that kind of thing. And so as a girl, when someone would see you skating... Yeah people would be like, oh, well, then prove to me that you can do this. Or pr- Holy shit, prove it, to me? Like, what the, yeah, who are you? Super like, annoying. That's crazy. And you so know, it, it deterred me a lot from doing that kind of course. stuff, especially around other people. So I would usually go, I've always been sort of someone who does stuff on my own. So I would yeah. skate, my, my best friends in high school, it was like a group of us that all skated. Mm-hmm. Our friend Denise didn't, but like, there was a girl, Jessica, that was one of my closest friends, and Jared, and a few other people. We would always skate together because also those... It was two guys 
that were just very nice and never made yeah. fun of us and would help us and show us how to like I, do I, things. I can't understand that. Like, what's what's the purpose of like hating or like doing like all these comments? I mean, that's a know? great question. Yeah, it's um, it's very confusing to me as well. I think that's. I mean, if we look at society in general right now, like, why is anyone getting mad? To, at other people for wearing masks that's I know. wild i know it's so crazy and growing up in mexico like i say like the, like the community is good because in mexico like a lot of people like talk very bad badly about mexico because well, they've never been and we do have <laughs> yeah they've never been and i understand yeah like mexico does have like a very macho uh, like male society yeah but the skateboarding community I've, I never saw, like, someone, like, attacking or, right. like, like questioning. Skate culture uh, in Mexico, especially Mexico City, yeah. is, yeah. like, lovely. Yeah, it's and amazing. Also, it's amazing. when people talk shit on, like, the machismo thing for Mexican culture, A, Mexico's a big country. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, like, you can't compare, like, the differences in the places I've been in Mexico. Like, I've been mm -hmm. to Mexico City. Cool. And then I've also been to Morelia. And, like, those okay. are two very different places. They have, Super like, different. nothing in common. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're so different. <laughs> So, um, and for people to get upset about any sort of machismo energy mm -hmm. with Mexican men, yeah, I'm like, where do you live that men don't have that? Because in America, like, what do you think all these dudes in like big trucks with like gun stickers are? Jesus, right? yeah. like what? Are, like, like to be honest, I'm so intimidated are. of a lot of like men everywhere, of like course. Mexico here. So intimidated because like society, you know how it is. Like oh, like a man has to be like strong, and, like yeah, big trucks or stuff like that. Like I feel so intimidated. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so mm -hmm. you started taking uh, pictures because oh. of the skate scene. Well, that's why I started doing video. Okay. Okay. But then with photography, I graduated high school early, uh -huh. but I still needed two more classes, and it was an elective. And then I think I needed driver's ed or something done. What I can't is that? remember. Driver's like driver's ed? education. Okay. It, it was either that or a health class. Because uh, okay. at whatever school district I was in, the requirements were driver's education and health education were uh -huh. like equal. So you could pick one. Okay. So I took a couple winter intercession classes uh -huh. at the community college where I was living, which is about 45 minutes north of LA. It's like mm -hmm. in North LA County. And shout out College of the Canyons. And uh, <laughs> one of the, I was looking at the class schedule, and I signed up for. And I was, I worked two jobs at the time. Okay. I was working at a salon and then at a Starbucks that was like three doors down from that salon. Okay. And what worked best with my schedule was there was a photography class early in the morning. I think three or four days a week. Uh huh. And I was kind of like, okay, I'll try it because at that point too, I'd done video. And the kind of art forms that I really looked up to and respected as a kid were music yeah. and like painting and that sort of art. Okay. I never really respected photography, so it huh. wasn't intimidating to me. Okay, okay. Whereas yeah. like with music, I played music my whole life, but I was always so stressed when I was learning it because I uh -huh. felt like I had to be perfect. Okay. And with photography, I didn't have that pressure because I hadn't put it on this crazy pedestal in my head. Mm -hmm. So... I would say probably the first pivotal moment for me for photography was my my mom had lived in Denmark before I was born. Okay. And we went there when I was seven to go see the family that she'd lived with there because yeah. she was very close with them. And I took a photo of my parents, my mom and my dad on the beach with the sunset. Mm -hmm. And 
I used the flash on the camera, even though my mom told me not to, and it ended up being my mom's like favorite photo of them as a couple. Wow. Because they're illuminated and the sunsets in the background, right? That sounds cool. And that was sort of a moment for me of like, oh, I could make something. That's cool. I didn't know I could like make things, right? Yeah. And then the next moment was I have family, one of my uncles, he lives in Australia and married an Australian woman. And so Mm -hmm. he lives there and we went out there when I was 10 because he was getting married. Okay. And, or no, maybe it was after that. I'm trying to think. I must have been a little bit older. We went there once when I was 10 when he was getting married, but then uh-huh. my dad and I went back again when I was maybe 14 or 15. Wow, that's because cool. Because my cousin was born. Like, okay. you know, my uncle's, he and his wife had a baby. Well, it was around the time, man, I don't even know how I got it. It must have been, <laughs> I must have had to mail in a check to get this camera because Teen Vogue had like a tech section or okay. like a, you know, must have sort of thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was this camera called like the Chi Ease and it was spelled like C-H-E-Easy and it was so ahead of its time. It was like the size of an iPhone. Okay. And I ordered it and I think it must have cost $105, but I, you know, I babysat a lot. I did a bunch yeah. of other, I did screen, I did all kinds of things to like make <laughs> money when I was in high school. Yeah. I bought that camera and I took it with me and I took a few photos of like shipwreckage and Whoa. some of the people where, who were um, indigenous there in uh-huh. Cooktown who I'd spoken to on a walk one morning. And I was like, whoa, I actually really like this. So like those two things sort of boiled up, were like the thing underneath my motivation for taking the photography class. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I took it and I got really into it because I think with the other art forms that I was interested in, Mm -hmm. it's really obvious when you make a mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's really scary. Like I play drums and it's like, when you're practicing and you make a mistake, it's very loud for everybody to hear. Yeah, everyone like, like, everybody like, it's like what the hell, what Ex- happened? Exactly, yeah. and my, my mom's pretty um, type A. Uh-huh. So when I was a kid and I would be having like a school project, she would always be like, no, it has to be perfect, right? It has to be this mm, way. And okay. so I never really felt comfortable with making my own mistakes when it came to art. I see. Because it felt she was an art major, so she felt like oh, my okay. daughter can't turn in this project if it's not perfect because I was an art major. Oh, my gosh. And also she plays music. And uh-huh. so like... I mean, oh, so much pressure yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of pressure because she'd be, she used to ask me when I was learning how to play violin when I was like seven. She uh-huh. would be like, could you practice a little bit quieter because you're not very good? <gasps> oh, no. Which I don't... You know, she didn't mean any harm by it. My uh-huh. mom is also just very... She has really good hearing. So do okay. I. She's very sensitive, so I know what it's like to have a sound yeah. great on you. Okay, okay. And I get that. So I don't yeah. blame her. I think she was just <laughs> sick of hearing this child's, like, screech away at the <laughs> yeah, 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 So with photography, though, because the class I took was digital, mm-hmm. it was also... I took digital because it was just less expensive than taking film. You didn't yeah. have to pay for all the development. Yeah, 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 I know. And you could, like, borrow cameras for free and stuff from the school. That's and so cool. the digital classes were really great because you're your mistakes were not obvious to anybody. Yeah. You could just see them on the LCD screen and move on with your day and take another photo. Yeah. Like it was yeah, not, true. the stakes were not as high. True. And so that really, and you know, you and um, Liz is her name, right? On the yep. last episode. Yeah. You guys had talked about education and I definitely agree with you. There's enough tools out there mm-hmm. right now for online education, but I do think one of the valuable things about being in class was like the assignments that you have to do. Yeah, yeah, Versus, yeah. like, in an online class, you'll go, oh, great, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> like, you're probably not going to go do it right there yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think Skillshare does this, which is cool, where, like, if you take a class there, you can uh-huh. submit your work. 
Okay. And so I don't know if other people can see it, but I think one of the cool things that taking a photo class taught me was being able to see my peers work and hear yeah. them explain. And, and True. I don't know if you ever had to do that assignment. That's like a classic photo 101 assignment where they're like, oh, go and take 10 pictures of the same thing, but at different angles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And it was really cool because that made me... I have a really hard time with stuff like that. Okay. Like, I have a really hard time about doing things differently and experimenting. Uh-huh. That forced me, because then you have to take the 10 yeah. to just pass that assignment. <laughs> that forced me to do it and, like, risk being wrong. Yeah. But then the cool thing was seeing what the other my other classmates were doing and going, like, oh, I never thought of that. And yeah, I never yeah, thought yeah. of that. And so that helped me shift I mean, it helped a lot on some of the fun stuff I do now because I experiment with like 360 photos and videos. That's cool. And so it helped me with that perspective mm -hmm. of, oh, not everything has to be this normal way. Yeah. And so I appreciated that. Um, and that really helped me open up more. And then at, I was in our like photojournalism department. I ended up moving okay. down to Orange County. I was in photojournalism. Uh-huh. And then the economy crashed. Mm -hmm. And I... And photojournalism is just hard to do if you also have to work full time. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not like you can schedule journalism. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Journalism has to happen when things are happening. So I know. It's a, not like a nine to five. Right. And then like, you're done. Well, and it's not like other classes where you're like, oh, I can just get up early and study. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you have to go. If the protest is happening now, you have to go now. It yep. doesn't matter if you have a job. Exactly. So that was not working out for me, mm -hmm. but I was really fortunate. I got a photojournalism scholarship for one of my semesters that helped offset the cost of school. Nice. Then I switched to sociology because that was easy and interesting, mm -hmm. and I minored in marketing, which still let me take okay. some creative classes. Yeah. And during community college, my I had a shoot with a hip-hop artist that I was really excited to photograph an interview, and my camera got stolen oh, that no. morning. What? It was... I mean, I'd gone out partying that night, and when uh -huh. I got up in the morning to, like, get in my car, yeah, like, my stereo was gone. Oh, I'd be, no. I'd put in my, just so I didn't forget it, I'd put my camera underneath my seat, uh -huh. and the camera was gone. Of my course. skateboard was stolen. I was so heartbroken. Yeah. And what's so silly is that sometimes I put blame in the wrong area, uh -huh. and I was so heartbroken that I was, like, mad at cameras, huh. and I didn't take photos for, like, four or five years yeah. after that because I was so upset about it. Jeez. And then I went through a breakup and that person that I dated for like two years was just very stifling creatively. Uh-huh. So he would want me to take photos of some stuff that he was doing. But if they weren't this, like he didn't want me to do my style. He wanted me to do what was cool at the time. Huh. And so it was just really, it made me not want to take photos at all because yeah, then you have no. someone around you essentially wanting the 2000 nine version of hypebeast style okay. right of yeah, like yeah, yeah. i want this like these colors and mm -hmm. why can't you shoot it this way and da da da, da. and you're like but that's not what i do and so that was really maybe not want to take photos and then i moved uh -huh. to san francisco and then i was like okay i think i'm ready to take photos again because i kept cool. seeing things and going oh i want to shoot that yeah san francisco's amazing yes yeah, so, that's <laughs> yeah. a very cool city yeah and i lived in a really cool area that okay. um called Ocean Beach and like okay. the Outer Richmond. So I was like at 47th, which was really close to the ocean. Okay. So you see a lot of weird stuff out there. <laughs> so I got a camera again and I started shooting again. Uh -huh. um, film or digital? Digital, or, okay. yeah. So I never started shooting digital or film until the last few years. Okay, okay. 
And I'd basically, after around that time, because what I'd been shooting as like, you know, pre-camera th thievery was uh -huh. um, skate stuff. A lot of what yeah. I later learned was called street photography. Yeah. But to me, it was just like, oh, I can't not take a photograph of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, sort of like the punk scene in Orange County. So That's I had incredible. friends that were like punk artists and I would go to their shows at the observatory or wherever and nice. take their photos. There's a very cool punk and hardcore scene over there, huh? There is, definitely. Yeah. I've heard about it, yeah. And... Um, and so in San Francisco, I was doing more street photography, uh -huh. not that intensely, but then I kept getting hired for whatever reason. I don't know how this started happening, but people started hiring me to take food photos. Okay. And they, they would be like, hey, I know that you take photos. Can oh. you, my first client was a company called Cabo Chips. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing work for them, taking, doing a lot of like salsa and tortilla chip photos and things like that. Oh yeah. And it was really fun. And then I got more and more clients uh -huh. that were food clients and then eventually i got recruited to do photography for starbucks that's incredible yeah which was so you were shooting wild. street then this company said hey i know you're a photographer right can you shoot the the chips and salsa and then more and they were a friend of mine so it's not okay. like it was a random company oh, okay, it was okay, a so friend of mine yeah. and he's really great he's also colombian okay. and he was like hey do you want to do this because they needed help with social media and I've, al I've always done social media for work uh-huh in some capacity and so he was like would could you take the photos also that's incredible and i for whatever reason i just said yes and then was like oh my god i don't know anything about food photography so i started <laughs> learning and i start, that's sort of how i learned how to cook also oh yeah that's great that um, worked perfectly it worked out really great yeah and so and and then you landed starbucks yeah how did that happen like did they reach out like through? well my friend lena saw that they were looking for a social media photographer uh -huh. for someone's maternity leave okay she then i think just replied to that tweet uh -huh. and was like hey lene you know like at lene cook is this something you'd be interested in and i was like oh actually yeah because That's I'd, cool. I'd started my own agency at the time okay. and i wasn't looking for work and i was at that time i was going to pivot from being a content focused agency to being mm -hmm. an influencer management company. Okay. Because I had a lot of friends who were influencers but didn't know how to ask for money and didn't know how to have those conversations. Yeah. And I'd worked with artists in the past. And so I was like, okay, I can do that. That's so cool. That's yeah. super cool. Well, then Starbucks spared me from having to start basically from scratch on a company. And I was like, great. That's... And so my boyfriend at the time and I moved to Seattle. I was shooting for them, which okay. was really fun, very rewarding. Mm -hmm getting to see how, because I'd always been sort of like a one person show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So getting to see how it was when you got to ideate with other creatives yeah. and discuss your concept with a creative director and sell them on it and learn how to take feedback and learn when to push back on some of that feedback and defend your yeah. ideas, that was all super valuable. And That's there was great. a really great creative director there named Briar who was like, just, really helped me understand how to talk about commercial type of work okay and understand how to meet a brief because yeah, prior yeah, yeah. to that it was sort of like well i'm gonna do some tortilla chips at the beach <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and that's i don't have great. to explain myself to that's anybody that's great when you work as a team yeah because like your mind um gets this different perspective and totally. as you said like you need to defend your idea and prove that why you had that idea right and then with their idea then you get to a middle ground and then you're like oh yeah you're right, right. and i understand exactly what you're saying by being like like a one-man army mm -hmm. because like i went to school to college for graphic design oh, okay in the morning and then at the same time 
I went to, to college for photography at night. Okay. Wow. And then I'm like... Did, when did you sleep? Oh, well, I was, young. Oh, okay. I was young. I was so, young. Yeah, I was young. Didn't need sleep. No, I didn't need sleep. And it was something that I was so passionate about. So graphic design is super like amazing and then photography is amazing so i was living like my best life yeah right like learning shit that i was interested it's energizing in. yeah and then i started working in, in an agency in mexico and they the reason why they hired me is because i could do it all like i could do the graphic design like let's say a client wanted a logo and a website so i could do like the whole branding right like the uh, logo business cards uh, code the website and also take the pictures of whatever product or service this client is and that was great mm -hmm. but it was only my perspective i didn't have anyone like to share ideas right. or to do or for someone to go hey this is what's missing exactly or, exactly this could be better and challenge yeah. you that kind of stuff is hard because then yep. you also don't it's also overwhelming because you're sort of switching gears a lot yeah. between graphic yeah. design and photography and putting yeah. these ideas together and making them cohesive mm -hmm. that you end up getting a little creatively burned out. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so the contract I had with Starbucks was six months. And initially I was uh -huh. like, oh, hopefully this will turn into a full time job. And honestly, I'm so glad it didn't because okay. it also taught me that I I can't do sort of the same thing. And even yeah. though there's seasonality and new products or whatever, when it came down to it, it was still photography for one brand yeah, that yeah, had yeah. like a pretty similar audience across, because I was doing Evolution Fresh at first, which is their juice brand, Okay. which I got to do a really cool project with storytelling around their sourcing. So I uh -huh. got to go to an apple orchard and like talk Whoa. to the guy who owns it that's and great. talk about how apples are grown efficiently and all that's that cool. stuff and that stuff was really cool but I think for me it came down to like I'm using my creativity to build someone else's company to sell more stuff yeah yeah and it's just that's fine when it's project-based uh -huh. but when that's your everyday work yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. have the creative energy at the end of the day to do stuff that I cared about okay and if product photography was something I was passionate about, maybe that would have been like a driving, yeah. you know, inspiring thing for me. But when the photography that you like doing is weird and street-based yeah. and live music, it's not, not yeah, very inspiring when that. you go from being like, let's do something that'll be beautiful on Instagram <laughs> and inspiring to Pinterest people. I know. So you did that for six months. So I did that. It ended up going a little bit longer. I did that uh -huh. for seven months. Okay. I also then learned that a lot of times large companies give the work that's really fun yeah. to agencies. Uh -huh. And so there was a guy there named Mike Reeder who was kind enough to put in a good word for me at an agency where I actually, because of the experience there, positioned myself to do more of social strategy work instead of creative work. Okay. So that way I could keep my creativity to myself. Yeah. <laughs> selfishly. <laughs> and, um, and so I was at an agency and then sort of just doing my own work and I was uh -huh. shooting for bands in town a lot. Oh, that's amazing. Which was super fun, yeah. Was that in Seattle? That was in Seattle, okay, that's yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, it was really fun. I was shooting for bands in town and then my friend Avery called me and he was like, hey, I have this idea for a podcast. Uh -huh. Do you want to be my co-creator and produce it with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I'd, I'd literally never even listened to a podcast. Okay. In retrospect, 
podcasts are basically just radio shows on the internet. So I've been listening yeah. to podcasts my yeah, entire yeah. life, yeah. right? Just yeah, over airwaves, yeah. essentially. Uh-huh. And um, Avery is a really great photographer and does much more editorial style work than I do. Okay. And so we ended up getting a sponsor almost immediately, like before we'd even launched, which what? was great. And so we were able to use that money to pay for our trip to New York and to Paris. Man, that's amazing. Yeah, it was, we got super lucky. And that's so cool. Yeah. And so we were doing street style photography at New York and Paris Fashion Week. That's incredible. That's like the, the dream. Yeah, it was totally the dream because what? I also am somebody that I have a hard time doing anything for fun. Uh-huh. So like... Unless we are accomplishing something, I probably won't want to do it. Like, unless it's going to be really magical. So when someone, even my friends, if they're like, actually my friend, um, his name's Anthony, but his artist name is Fat Tony. Okay. I think one of the first times we hung out, I was like, yeah, we let's hang out. But I have to like pick up these totes I had screen printed. So do you want to just come run errands with me? (laughs) (laughs) So like that's sort of my, and my cousins, like I'll hang out with them and be like, yeah, but great. Let's go on a walk while we're doing it. Like we're not just going to sit down. So, um, so I would have never gone to just see the lore of New York and Paris Fashion Week. Like, I probably would have never gone to Paris on my own because there's no productive reason yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. me to go. Of course. And so I'm really glad we did that together. It was super fun. That's Our work so cool. was featured. Our sponsor was We Heart It, which was the site okay. that was really popular rem- for a while. I remember that. We yeah. Yeah. Of course I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was like a very popular site for a yeah. while. And so our work was there and... And then obviously a lot of um, brands and stuff end up sharing your work because yeah. you're there shooting. And it was a really, really great time. Um, and you were still shooting digital. Yeah, okay. and I was okay. still shooting digital. And my my dad has a friend who I actually don't really like that much. And he'd <laughs> okay. given me a film camera. Uh-huh. But I'm a Taurus and uh-huh. I'm very stubborn. Okay. And on the simple fact that I just didn't really like that guy, I didn't want to give him like the satisfaction of knowing I was using the camera, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is so stupid. <laughs> and then one day, and also sometimes in my personal life and career life, I'd been having a really hard time and just emotionally. Uh-huh. And so when you're depressed, you also don't want to try anything new. Yeah, true. And I mean, when I'm, when I'm depressed or just worn out, I also, I can't even watch a new movie. Like it's okay, like really hard that. for me because I'm like, no, it's too much anxiety. I just need to be, watch something familiar. Like in your comfort zone, right? right? And yeah, so yeah. I end up watching just Pulp Fiction okay. and Kill Bill over and over. <laughs> it's really, and, and Great Wayne's, movies, by the way. Wayne's World also, which oh my is gosh. another favorite. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, um. Oh, and I don't know if you've ever seen Volver, but it's like with no. Penelope Cruz. One of oh, my favorite I've movies. seen the the cover. Yeah, I've never I've seen that, the movie. I watched that movie probably four or five times a year. Okay, um, I, I gotta watch it. Then. You definitely should. So, eventually, some one day, I was like, you know what? I'll just, oh, actually, in fact, it comes back to my friend, uh, my friend's husband, Remy, uh-huh. who is the skate photographer and videographer. Okay. Finally, one day I was down in Orange County and I was like, hey, can I just, I brought this film camera with me. Can you just show me how to put the film in? Okay. So he did. And then I started shooting and it's my first film camera and I still have it. It's a Minolta SRT 102. Okay. And so oh, it's yes. all manual, right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. have to also keep all that stuff in mind. Yes. And thank goodness the first roll that I shot turned out really good. It did? It did. Because that's, had it not, that's crazy. Had it not, I probably wouldn't have continued. I probably would have been so bummed out. That's crazy because I remember my first film. I think it was all trash. Like I didn't. Well, like, because it was probably your first time taking photos, also. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. your first time shooting manually versus yes. when yeah. I learned photography, I'd only ever shot on manual. And so okay. now I switched to, a, I use a Fuji now and okay. I actually like their, you know, I can change their settings to be sort of automatic and I'm putting yeah. that in air quotes, but I didn't like, I had a Canon for a long time and okay. maybe it's because it was that model or whatever. I didn't like the auto, everything. The uh, that was a digital one. Yeah, it was a digital. Okay. When I was younger, I had one of those and then I switched to Nikon and then I switched to, back to Canon and then to Fuji and I've never looked back. Now, right. uh, uh, which, which Fuji one? Uh, which it's Fuji the one? Fuji, I think it's like, oh my gosh, what is it? I've had it for so long. I want to say it's like the XT, Okay. Fuji XT1. Is That's that great. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, they, I think it was that because I tried the, I rented the Pro because mm -hmm. at Glazers in Seattle, it's this camera store up there. They're cool because they let you rent it, and then if you like it and buy it, oh. they take the rental fee out of the I know purchase. Way. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And so I rented the Pro, and I didn't care for it that much, and then yeah. I rented the XT1, and I liked it a lot. Man, Fuji is so good. They're like, so good. I've been, I, I've been using Canon all my life. Yeah. My grandma gave me my first film camera. Yeah. Which, uh, that's how I learned photography, like mm -hmm. through film, and. It was great, and then when I did the switch to digital, I went with Canon because that's what I well. That also, that's what everyone to. was saying to use. Yeah, for ages, yep. everybody yep. was like, "It's all about Canon. It's all about Canon." Yeah. And then, on occasion, you'd find people that were Nikon yeah. fans, and <laughs> they could convince you, which is what happened to me. I got convinced, and then I got one, and I hated oh. it. <laughs> Sony does an amazing job with it their does. cameras. It does, and so does Fuji. And and the reason the guy sold me on it at Glazers was he was like, "Look." There, they, I think Fuji was one of the first ones that did a mirrorless digital okay. that had interchangeable lenses, but then it also had like an equivalent of airdrop built in. Like, you know how you what? have the Wi-Fi cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this I was, remember having one of those. Yeah. And so, and this was in, this must have been like 2015. Okay. Fuji was... Fuji was already making them that you could just drop them to your phone. That's great. And I was like, this is perfect because I yeah. hate yeah. going through, like, it just makes it very laborious. And so, oh, and then he was like, oh, and their glass, like their lenses are, mm -hmm. is re are really good and they're way cheaper than the Canon and Nikon ones. And yeah, I was like, true. sold. Because also the other irritating thing about Canon and Nikon is that the cameras were so big. Oh my God. So yeah, I know. And so. Also the lenses are huge. The lenses are huge. And when you're. I like to get up really early and go on like walks okay. or bike rides and then shoot then or, and like very odd hours. Yeah. So it's just not, and in a lot of cities and stuff. And so it's just not very safe being a girl by yourself yeah. with this big camera. I can imagine that. And yeah. so, and you know, you can try by using like a pancake lens or whatever mm -hmm. to make it smaller, but really it's still very obvious. Yeah. yeah. And one of my really close friends, his name is Marshall. He's mm -hmm. an incredible photographer. Okay. He... He'd sort of taught me a lot about just relaxing and going with my own intuition with photography. Yeah. And he used to always shoot on a pancake lens for the discretion also. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Because a lot of the other people I was around were shooting on these huge lenses. And I felt like it was really just to show off. <laughs> yeah. Like it most was of really the time just sort is. of like, yeah, like camera bro culture is what it was. <laughs> yes. That, there was a that lot exists. Of that. It totally exists. Yeah. Like, that's I crazy. mean, for years and years and years, I was the only girl in the photo pit at shows. And okay. I would have dudes like shouldering me and pushing me out of the oh, way. I hate that. And like hitting me in the heads with their cameras <laughs> and stuff. And you're just like, oh, and being like, oh, what is that? Da -da -da. And they treat you like just because your camera is smaller and your lens is smaller, yep, that there's yep. no way you could be taking good photos. I know. They and do I'm that. like, no, you're just a nerd. Like, <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with being a nerd, but like, you don't have to be like a 
like sort of like a tech asshole about yeah, things and like exactly you're not sometimes when people i you're not a better photographer just because you know more of the tech stuff yeah and also why does anyone care if you're if someone's a better photographer i don't get that. i know like I know. i've never looked at someone else's work and gone like ugh, i'm better than them or I like know. they're better than i am and i'm angry yeah i'm like I mean, I just had my friend Andre on my podcast. He's for sure a better photographer than I am. Mm. I'm not upset about it. Of course His not. His work is beautiful. Also, we don't shoot anything alike. Yeah. He's taken time to learn about studio stuff and lighting and all that. Okay, and I'm okay. like over here just being like, ah, I think I have a white poster board while using a reflector. <laughs> like I'm not. <laughs> yeah, not but that's a great thing. I, I love meeting people like that. And that's why I started this podcast. Like I want to learn about like other photographers. I'm not trying to steal your clients because that's one oh, thing. Yeah, no. That's one thing like a lot of photographers like think. At least in Mexico it is like this. And I've seen it here too. Like I'm not trying to steal your secrets. No. Which I don't understand why you have secrets. No. But I'm not trying to like I'm not gonna contact your client like, hey, hey, uh, like I should better than this person. That stuff is Nothing weird like that. to me. Like I, know. I just I know. I, you know what? And I will say that I did have that happen once. Oh yeah? And I didn't really care because also I was like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was somebody who was also a concert photographer when I was living in Seattle. Uh -huh. I think that he, I think that he'd asked me, like, hey, I really want to shoot this show. Do you know, looking for a photographer? And I was uh -huh. like, oh, that's great. I'm actually super slammed and would love to not shoot that show. Okay. Do you want to just, I can put you in touch with like the, the company I'm shooting for. Oh, okay, okay. And then, you know what, after I did that, It was very, very weird. He, like, we'd kind of see each other around. After I introduced him, he, I noticed he was started shooting for them all the time. Oh. And would, like, claim shows sort of before I'd ever gotten a chance to do it. Huh. And then also unfollowed me. And I was like, oh, she, like, was okay. Like, you feel guilty he was or into something. something. And I didn't really care. Yeah. But I, it just sort of says a lot about somebody. Of course. Because of course. I would never, I would, like, no. if somebody that you photograph for then hit me up, I would be like, hey, they hit me up, but I want to make sure that, like, you're cool with them. Yeah, A, exactly, like, exactly. And B, I want to make sure that they're not, I don't know, it's just a weird thing to me. It, it's just, um, like, ethics, like, as, as a professional, it not even as a photographer. Like, If that's someone's suspicion, though, it tells me a lot about that person and what they would do. I know. Because I'm like, oh, is that the kind of person you are? Because Jeez, I would crazy. never, ever, ever, it would just never occur to me, like, oh, I'm going to steal this. Because also, there's plenty of work to go around. I know. There's work for I don't, everyone. Like, it's just a very... It's a weird thing to worry about to me. I don't really worry yeah. about what other people are doing. Um, yeah. There was a quote, I think DJ AM said it, and he was like, he's an, he was an amazing DJ. Yeah, and yeah, of course. He said something where he was like, I don't, oh, I love that. I wonder if, I wonder if the mics are picking up the ice cream. I don't know, if, if, if the mics are, there's an ice cream guy. Yeah, <laughs> in the I know, park. it's like childhood, this is great. I know. And um, he said something once where he was like, I don't worry about teaching other people how to do things because like, I'm not worried about other people getting better, basically. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, worried. Yeah. If, if they get better than I am, then good for them. Like, yeah. they put in the work. They deserve it. And yeah. that's okay. And I can't imagine, like, what kind of um, basketball coaches would they be if they were, like, worried about <laughs> the children being better than them? It's I just know. a weird thing. And, and so Andre, on his episode, he and I talk about 
it was cool because he was really open and I checked with him before we recorded like hey okay. is it cool if I talk to you about how you price jobs and like at what point in your career did you get an accountant and start okay. an LLC and stuff That's like that. That's great I have to listen to that that episode. Oh yeah I'll send you the episode and so he <laughs> and he shares like the questions he asks which I think is all really important. Uh, my friend Sunny is a really great uh, photographer she shoots mostly live music. Okay. And she was really honest with me about day rate stuff because yeah. I was not charging. I was like, oh, no wonder why I was picking up so much work at South By. My day rate at South By was way lower than other oh, photographers. I see. And I had no idea. Yeah. Did you, you, you shot South By Southwest? I did. I, I'm so glad I did because also it was last year. It was last year. <laughs> was That's last incredible. Year. So like, I, I had the, the opportunity to shoot South By Southwest too, but uh, I think it was like five years ago. Mm -hmm. 2000. I don't remember incredible that was my first time it's, yeah there. and it was I, i would venture to say it was probably more fun back then like there there was a very good run of south by uh -huh. i think it's it's still fun the music part isn't what it used to be just because it got too corporate and so they okay. scaled it back which yeah, i think yeah. is cool but i was really excited because i got to shoot the tech part of it that's great and so i was shooting and it was all fun stuff and yeah. then um I got to go, one of my good friends, his like artist name is Open Mike Eagle. He okay. was doing a show with StubHub uh -huh. with De La Soul. And so I got to go to that. And I think that was one of the only music things I went to. Okay. And that was super fun. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, but I got to shoot for the, uh, I'm really into tech stuff. Yeah, yeah, me and, too. <laughs> I love and tech just, stuff. Like, and so I got to photograph, um, I think it was actually for the Travel Board of Vancouver or something like that. Uh-huh for the ARVR Association okay. of Vancouver. And That's cool. it was really fun. I mean, it was certainly not creatively, not yeah, yeah, riveting, yeah. Yeah. but in terms of getting to sit and like watch those panels all day, that was That's fun. That's amazing. I got to shoot Comic-Con one year wow. and shoot all the panels. And like one year I shot for Marvel and I shot their panels mm -hmm. and that was really fun, honestly. That is incredible. How, okay. How do you get these clients? Like, do, I mean, how do, how do any of us get them? It's all weird stuff. Like, it's always just okay. knowing somebody. I don't think I've okay, ever, okay. ever gotten a client from reaching out to people. Okay. It, so it's like networking and all yeah. of this. Yeah. I also think it helps that I'm a very outgoing person. Yeah, I think that helps a lot. Yeah. I think that helps that I'm chatty. Yeah. And also, to be totally blunt, I think having bright red hair makes people remember <laughs> me more and like a unique True. name. Like, I know. Because certainly my photography is not like nobody's asking me to shoot an ad campaign, right? Like, it's not okay. that kind. And if they were, like, I could see myself doing an ad, doing sort of editorial work uh -huh. for brands that are also make sense to me. Like, yeah, yeah, certainly yeah, not course. the brands of that course. most people pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, I would lose my mind if I could photograph for like Born and Raised or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like fucking awesome or like skate brands, really like skate and streetwear brands, yeah. but not streetwear, not streetwear in terms of like fancy streetwear, like okay. streetwear in terms of like real deal yeah, 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 has yeah. been around for a while. Got it. Got it. I would love to shoot or like, I mean, like I know you shoot for vans, like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff to me is super cool because it's much more up my alley. Yeah. If somebody asked me to shoot something for a luxury brand. Uh huh. 
and they wanted me to do it in their style, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, that would feel too weird. Scary. I yeah. know, that would feel <laughs> so weird. If they were like, hey, do what you do, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, cool. But that's just not really... Yeah, no, of course, of course. Yeah. I, I would be freaking out. I would be like so anxious. Yeah. Like probably throwing up before the photo shoot. It would but, honestly tempt me to like take a Xanax and I've never yeah, taken that, but I, yeah. I would be tempted to just because yep. I'm like, how else am I supposed to separate my nerves and exactly. think about this? Um, compared to like when you work with the brands that you identify with you're like yeah this is me like I'm not nervous like like, this is me this is my lifestyle my stuff like I got this yeah and it's more true to how I already shoot so I'm already most of my photography is stuff that I see when I'm out and about at weird hours okay and then any of the photographs that I take of people are usually on film. Uh-huh. And they're usually either friends of mine or like people in my neighborhood. So when I was living in Seattle, I lived in Pioneer Square and there were okay. sort of like just a lot of people that were sort of institutions in the area. There's a guy, huh. Lewis, who managed the building, sort of like the cleanliness and the loading dock of the building next to us. Mm-hmm. And he would always, like, we would just always have great conversations at, like, 6 in the morning about That's all great. kinds of stuff. And so That's I'd be incredible. like, hey, can I take your photograph? Because he was just such an <laughs> awesome dude. And, like, a lady who worked at the diner downstairs named Wendy who has, this woman must have been smoking, like, two packs a day for the last 50 years. Because oh she gosh. has the most amazing throaty voice where it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, whoa, 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 yeah, And yeah. you're just like, you're incredible. <laughs> so it's very much stuff like that. I, I do sort of take... Um, I mean, I lived in downtown LA before I left and moved to San Francisco. Okay. Downtown is great. Downtown is great. I loved it. It was definitely, there was no, I mean, at the time there were just a couple bars down there. You know, it was very much people, a bunch of people were like, you're having, you're living in downtown gross. Like a lot of people like wouldn't come down, which was fine with me. I lived at 6th and Alameda, sort of at the base of the 6th street bridge. And and I've noticed over the years, a lot of people will shoot, um, they'll go to areas they're not familiar with, like downtown or yeah. Pioneer Square or the Tenderloin in San Francisco mm-hmm. and photograph people who are living on the street. Okay. And that kind of thing to me is, I would say 90% of the time, very disrespectful. And so I sort of have a problem with it. Okay. Unless you're showing those people in their humanity. Yeah, yeah of course. Or unless like there has to be a really good point and I definitely have sort of scolded people before when I've seen them doing it where uh-huh. I live just because to me, I'm like, hey, these are people. Yeah. They're asleep in like their only home. This is yeah. not their dream, right? Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, I can't wait to grow up and like camp yeah. out under the bridge. I That's know. not what people are. <laughs> and so I call it poverty porn because it's uh-huh. really exploiting people, especially yep. in this age yep. of Instagram. Like. Yes where people are just putting that on their Instagram. And I'm like, did you do anything? Like, or did you just go and take advantage of that area? I know, I know exactly what you, what you mean. Yeah, so I think I'll take photographs of certain people if we have a, a relationship and a conversation and typically I'll go like, hey, you know, I can bring you whatever and can mm-hmm. I take your portrait and things yeah. like that. But I just think that kind of stuff is a little bit swervy to me. So what okay. I'll do instead though, because I do think what's really interesting is to me at least with some of my photographs is like the stuff that happens around that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stuff that happens where you have this clash in a lot of areas where there are a lot of people who are living on the streets, Mm -hmm. but then those are typically also a lot of areas that people go and party in. Yeah, yeah. And so there's these weird things that you see where it's like, you know, one of my favorite photos that I've taken is, it's like a pink wig in the gutter. 
Okay. Or just nice. things like that. And like there was one say um <laughs> what I think was like a cheese danish or something uh-huh. but with like a cigarette put out in it. <laughs> and just weird stuff like that where you're like, "Oh, these are just weird things that we yeah. see when we have somewhere that the city has decided to just not clean up." Yeah. Downtown LA is definitely Yeah. A it's a weird place and it has weird things crushing. like Crushing. It's like very devastating. Yeah. And so um a lot of my photography is around that but in the most sort of respectful and kind that's of... That's great to hear. I mean, I hope that I'm being respectful, but sort of in the sense of, like, it's this weird stuff that people don't see because when, when yeah. people are there, they're there to have a good time. And so yeah. I would have people that I work with come into my neighborhood and go, like, oh, this neighborhood's so cute. It's too bad about all the homeless people. And I was like, yeah, it is too bad, but, like, it's too bad that we don't take good enough care of each other as True. humans True. that you know, that this person's in this situation. Yeah, totally. Because totally. people would say it in a way where they're like, oh, it's just too bad they're ruining the view. <laughs> and you're like, you're like oh no, my no that's not what it is. Like, it's yeah. too bad that, Holy like, smokes. we don't live in a society that makes sure that people have a good foundation. I know, that we take care <laughs> of each other. So um, That's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, God. and so most of my portraits are typically of people I know and if I take a portrait of someone I don't know I try to get their information so that way when I get the film developed I can send it to them oh that's so nice so they can see that they're being shot in like a respectful of course not just exploiting yeah yeah. so um, yeah and I really I I stopped shooting I was shooting a lot of live music for a long time Uh and I I loved it and then there was a very specific moment where I was at a show Mm -hmm. and this would happen sometimes I remember there was there was a hint of it. I saw this band that I really like called Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Okay. And they were yeah, opening yeah. up for the Interrupters. Oh, nice. And they're both, I mean, the Interrupters, the lead singer, Amy, is obviously a woman. Bad Cop, Bad Cop is an all-woman band. Yeah. And I remember watching them and going like, wait a second. If I spent more time playing music and less time taking photos uh-huh. of other people playing music, <laughs> I could be doing this. <laughs> but instead I'm here, <laughs> you know, as uh-huh. a fan, obviously, you know, and like, even though I was going to those shows for free because I was photographing yeah. them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would still a lot of times buy merch or whatever, you of know, course. like I got a bad cop, bad cop hoodie at that show, nice. which I wear a lot. And, um, but there was a very specific moment during one of Tyler, the creator's tours. Uh-huh. Cause I've photographed him a few times That's and we great. have quite a few mutual friends and mm-hmm. we're around the same age. And I was photographing him. And in fact, I think what struck me the most was that his set like the setup for his tour was these like giant, uh, you know, those kids blocks that have the letters on them. Yeah. 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 Was those. Well, when I was in high school, my friend Jared and I had this, um, this thing that we did where we made like skate videos and shirts for our like brand or whatever. Uh-huh. Like it sounds corny now, but at the time we were just doing it. We were even doing it to be cool. We were just like, Oh, this is fun. Yeah, we can like yeah, make shirts. Uh-huh. And we did this shirt and I don't know. How old are you? 34. Okay. So I don't know if this happened in Mexico also, but there was like a time where everybody was being like, oh, that's so random. That's so random. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I, yeah. Well, we both thought that that was like kind of corny and annoying. So we made a like, and it was his idea that what we were doing was called random skateboards, but it was like R-A-N-D-U-M. Like <laughs> Okay. 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 That's <laughs> and so, cool. And so we did this shirt that was like kids letter blocks, but uh-huh. it said random skateboards on it. That's cool. And so when I saw Tyler jumping off those blocks, uh-huh. knowing we're around the same age, knowing we have mutual friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was just like, <laughs> bro, if I spend more time doing the stuff that I like, like, and being creative. Yeah. And less time worrying about, like, am I being responsible? Do I have money in my bank account? Like, yeah. which is important stuff, right? Financial yeah, yeah, responsibility yeah. is important. But I've always been like, oh, damn, like, if I don't take care of me, who will? Yeah. Not even realizing that I'm very fortunate to, like, have a grandma with, like, an extra room. Yeah. And, you know, family that, like, has space for me if, mm -hmm. if I needed it. Of but course. I always felt like that wasn't an option. And I was like wait a second, I could be up there. Like the only thing stopping me is that I haven't thrown myself yeah. into this creatively. And I think that was the last show that I shot. Well, that's crazy. That's And that's when you uh, like you started focusing more on the music. That's when I started like on yeah. making stuff. But, like I like, left that show and it was a good show. Very uh -huh. high energy. One yeah, thing I, I love about Tyler's shows is that it, Tyler, Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels are always guaranteed to have a good pit. That's and like crazy. if there is one thing I love, it's like, you know, yeah. leaving a show with some bruises. Like, it's that, very nice. Uh -huh. And um, I left that show and I rode my bike to the practice studio that my friends and I shared up uh -huh. the hill from where I lived. And I must have played drums for like, and just messed around with the music stuff in there for like three hours just to get that energy out. Yeah. And ever That's since crazy. then, so yeah, cool. I've been very focused on music and acting and photography hasn't taken a full backseat. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually some projects I have in mind that I want to do. There's a photo series I've been doing with um, sort of like the waste of like after you cook, like that food. That's oh, there. yeah. Okay. Whoa. Um, yeah. I'll send you some of the so photos. So interesting. It's super. I came up with it one day. My ex and I had this agreement that um, he, because he's very good at cooking, like very, okay. very good at cooking. Cool. My cooking pales in comparison. <laughs> I, I can make like diner food and he can like cook for real. Nice. And so we had had an agreement that he would do all of the cooking always uh -huh. but every every sunday i would make cookies <laughs> and okay. so one day i was making these like lemon rosemary cookies uh -huh. and i looked and i'd the closest thing to put this stuff in when you're you know that compost stuff yeah was like a wine glass like a stemless wine glass okay. so i threw the eggs and the rosemary and like the lemon rind in there oh and then i looked at it i was like whoa that's beautiful <laughs> so i took a photo of it and then i just started doing that on occasion and uh -huh. then i my neighbor in seattle it's funny because they're actually my ex and my neighbor are both libras okay and he was a really good cook too and so what he would do is he would do this thing where like him and his friend wendy would like cook through a whole cookbook okay and i would come over and help but i'm not very good which is sad because <laughs> my dad's a chef so it's like very oh, sad okay. that I'm not good. and my last name Whoa. is literally cook you'd think i'd oh, be yeah, better yeah, yeah. but they're making like gourmet food and i'm over here like oh, i could chop and dice for you <laughs> like but i don't know if you want me to make some kind of like roux like don't trust yeah. me don't trust me to make a good gravy you know <laughs> um and so i would do it sometimes with the things that we had left over when I would cook with him. Mm -hmm. And so I really like that series. And then there's, I got really into 360 stuff where I've been taking like a 360 camera. Okay. Which one, of, which one do you use? I use I've the never, Rico never, Theta. Okay. And it's like, it's sort of like, um, it's like tall and skinny kind of. Uh huh. And then there's a waterproof case I got for it that okay. has like a round housing at the top. And what I've been doing with it is playing around with like micro environments. Okay. Um, and so if you go on my Instagram, there's, you know, in the highlight section, yes. there's one that says 360. And so I would take it to the aquarium huh. and put it in the tide Whoa. pool of the aquarium and like let an anemone like suck onto it yeah, and yeah, then yeah. pull That's it away. Cool. That is so cool. And things like that. And then um, I, what, what made me get it actually was that was coffee. That's the reason I bought the camera <laughs> <laughs> it was because I was, I'm obsessed with, with black tea and with coffee, how 
when you pour the milk into it, uh-huh. it does that like amazing yes. sort of bloom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I got it so that I could put the 360 camera in there. Oh, that's cool. And so what I started doing was making coffee. This is so wasteful of me, <laughs> like <laughs> making coffee and putting it in a vase, like okay. a round vase, and then holding the camera. It's a very tedious endeavor. I, I need some kind of contraption that goes sideways that uh-huh. can hold the camera like this so I'm not like digging <laughs> yeah, my yeah, head yeah, into yeah. it. And then like slowly drizzling, what looks best I found is half, is a whole, what is it? Like whole whipping, heavy whipping cream. Uh-huh. Because the heavy cream like bleeds yeah, yeah, out yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you throw sense. in some sad almond yeah. milk, it's a little, yep. it's yeah, not yeah, as yeah. rewarding. So I started doing stuff like that. And um, I did another one where I put peanut butter around it and put it, let my friend's dog lick it. Oh, So if you're that's watching cool. it in VR, it's like upsetting. Holy smokes. <laughs> it's just like a dog. That's cool. Yeah, so I've started playing around with that, and I really enjoy it. That um, is very cool. Yeah. So, so that's what like you're actually like doing right now. That's what I'm doing for my own creative mm-hmm. sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, things with photos. There's a, a self-portrait series I think I'm going mm-hmm. to do. Okay. Um, and then I've been meaning. Oh, I got an ant on me. Um, I've been meaning to submit for more just different kinds of shows and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I honestly just haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Um. I think with street photography, some of that stuff is better to hold on to and like wait a decade. Yeah. Because the value of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, of course. That you know, makes sense. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When you see True. photos that you're like, yeah, I, I know that that's. But when you see photos of people that you're like, oh, wow, that was, you know, 10 years ago, I could tell by the clothes or whatever. Yeah. It feels different. That's um, cool. Yeah, so that's sort of what. There's like a lot of ideas that I have, but I think. Uh-huh. To me, because my band's record is done and, like, we're slowly releasing it. And with acting stuff, like, that stuff to me time-wise is a little bit more pressing. Okay. And with photography, I'm kind of in a place where if people hire me for stuff, you know, we can have some conversations about how to do it. But I really want to keep some of that energy to myself. So, like, if it seems like a strenuous project, I'll pass it on to a friend who I know is qualified for it. Um but then there's some stuff that's really fun to me that I would happily do, yeah. which is more of like lifestyle type things or whatever. I see that. But if someone hit me up for like product photography right now, I would You're probably like, send nah. them to like a friend who does it because I'm like, that's you know great. what? That seems very stressful to me. <laughs> yeah, right the money now. would be cool, but like somebody else would that's be much cool. happier. Yeah. And uh, how are things with the band? Uh, where are you like? Are you guys rehearsing right now? What so are you guys? we're not because of COVID. My yeah. bandmate. What's beautiful is that my bandmate. Uh, so we wrote our album. Uh huh. I was in the midst of like a very multi-year depression. Okay. We were both, I think, you know, we were both stoked on the album, but mm-hmm. I think we weren't a hundred percent sold, but we were also like, well, we finally did it. Right. Yeah. And then about the time we were like getting into the studio, he found out that his girlfriend was expecting a baby. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then what was super cool, because we were both a little bit iffy about some of the lyrics for some of the songs. Because okay. we're also like, okay, we're in our 30s. Like, are we really going to yeah. be, you know, there's certain stuff that you're like, I mean, I think of, I mean, Blink-182 is a lot of fun. But also I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're like, like, why are you talking about stuff like you're still 25 years old? Yeah, true. I mean, I, just, I love Blink-182. Me too. So I do I. I love them. But me yeah, too. yeah. There's just things yeah. like that that it like doesn't, it feels a little weird when you're talking about this stuff mm-hmm. that you're not actually doing anymore. I know. And so, yeah. Yeah, and they still do that. Like, yeah. Their and recent videos are like, 
right. high school kids. Totally. Which and I'm like, that's fun. It's great. I get the the hesitation sure. to do something different because who wants to make that same kind of music? What about fatherhood? I don't know. <laughs> like we saw Green Day try to do it, and like nobody liked that, right? Yeah. Um, so I think they're in a tricky position, but we. Basically, when he found out that he was expecting a daughter, mm-hmm. I thought it was very cool. He called me kind of nervous one day, I could tell. Okay. And he was like, I rewrote all the songs about being excited as a dad, to be a dad. Oh, And I was cool. like, that's beautiful, Bradley. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, that's, that's so amazing. gorgeous. That is incredible. Um, and it was almost a year later that we went back into the studio to re-record it. That's great. And we kept some of the, like, stem, you know, we kept some of the, the foundation of uh-huh. a lot of the songs. But it was cool because if you compare the first versions of those songs to the second. It's very different. I play drums. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, it's very different because my drums went from being like sad death marches to being like fun. Like because excited, I'd like, because it was an exciting. Well, and I'd gone to therapy and I'd like I been taking that. better care of myself. Okay. You know, I wasn't. That's great. That's incredible. Yeah. So you were at a different spot in your life. I was in, in a life. much better place. I think we both felt better about the lyrics and That's the vocals. Great. One of the things that the doctor I go to, I go to like a naturopath uh-huh. and, um, and she's been amazing. That's like good. special thanks to Dr. King in Seattle. It's amazing. She, one of our first sessions, she was like, look, your heart chakra is like pretty closed off. She was like, but your expression chakra is totally closed. Uh-huh. She was like, you know, ask me questions. Like, do you, when you meditate, do you do ohms? And I was like, no, never. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was like, do you sing? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and so when I sang, when we were recording that album, uh-huh. that's uh, two of the songs are out now and I'm singing on both of them, just backups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I literally never sang happy birthday out loud before. <laughs> like I'd been lip syncing it my whole life. Really? Yes. Because I didn't like how I, I was scared of like, what if I don't like how I sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to me, the biggest stressor of kindergarten was when they would be taking roll and you had to say here. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can feel that. I would be like, uh-uh, like, just like trying to like clear my throat so it didn't come out crazy sounding. I can feel that for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's been, it's been cool. One thing I really, that's taken a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. is that my bandmate is an incredible animator. Okay. And so he He's animated. the one making the videos? Yes. Great. I was going to ask so that. Good? Like, who made that video? That's incredible. And what's crazy is like, he hit me up as he was making our characters, like the uh-huh. character of me, the character of him and he was like are you okay with your hair do you like your outfit is your skin tone okay like these kinds of questions yeah and I so you know I made those choices and then it was crickets I heard nothing okay and I was I wasn't even minding it I was all right whatever dude like I'm not gonna sit here and be like you need to animate our videos you know (laughs) write all of our lyrics and animate our videos (laughs) and then one day he's like hey I finished the video and I sent it to you and it's already done. Like already done. Everything. Completely done. Wow. Like and That's I cool. he did such a good job. He did amazing. He, he did yeah. amazing. It was so incredible. And like I one thing I also love, I think, you know, women a lot of times people see like when we're in a band, uh-huh. like, oh, it's really good there's a girl in the band because then you'll have sex appeal. And that like your band's huh. like unique because yeah. it has a girl drummer, right? Yeah, geez. I'm really glad he didn't capitalize on that at all. Yeah, no way. And I've like joked that he's like made me like less hot as a cartoon okay which like it's not like me sitting here being like oh i'm so attractive but like (laughs) no i understand what you're saying you know he made my posture kind of bad like he made my posture like this (laughs) and like normally if i didn't have to hold up to the mic right now like i sit up very (laughs) straight and like he kind of gave me like a flat butt you know and i was just like thank you like thank you for making me like a person and not like something like a sex object cartoon yeah. to help yeah, yeah, yeah. people go like, whoa, who's this girl? Like, because I would much For rather sure. someone just likes the music 
Yeah, that, that's somebody... what it should be about. Right. Like, it's a band. It's music. It's not like, dude, you're not going to have sex with the right. drummer or with the singer. It's not like the Pussycat Dolls where it's like, you yeah. know, three-quarter <laughs> sex appeal, yeah, yeah, yeah. one-quarter music. Yep. And so... Yeah, that stuff is really fun. And I think we're going to keep it animated because also cool. I'm sure you understand this. Like as somebody who's a photographer, like I don't want someone making a music video of me. Yeah. Unless I really like their style and what they're yeah, doing. Of course. Like I don't want to be on camera. Yeah. Oh. Unless I fully trust the photographer. Of course. I would freak out if I'm in front of the camera. I'm like, no, that's why I'm yeah. a photographer. I'm behind the freaking camera. Especially as myself. Like I'm fine being in front of the camera when I'm acting because I'm somebody else. Okay. Yeah. If yeah, I have yeah. to that makes think sense. about like, oh, here's a permanent video of the faces I make when I'm playing drums. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? What a yeah, nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to wonder if my nostrils are flaring or like <laughs> if I have like a lazy eye because I'm focused okay. or like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I'm really excited about that. And, that's great. Um, and that there's no photography involved. <laughs> that's amazing. And, and especially because your bandmate is an amazing illustrator. Yeah, yeah. He's that really, is so really cool. great. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, have you guys released the entire album? We haven't yet. No, we've done two songs and we're releasing a remix that our friend Brandon did. Okay. Um, he goes by Funk and which is like P-H-N-K. So we're releasing that fairly soon. Nice. You know, I didn't, with the shutdown, it obviously, I was not going to be like, let's also release our album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also with just how, like with everyone now focusing so much finally mm -hmm. on racism in america yeah i'm like let that like i it feels very wrong yeah to go, like, I, I see that here i made a happy album i see that because, totally yeah and i think it's funny because i think my family i don't think my parents listen to my i know my dad sometimes listens to my podcast but nice. most of my family does it and i think they think that i like talk about things they're not going to agree with okay and i think similarly with the band yeah my mom was very shocked at the kind of music it is because uh. I think she expected to, because mostly what I listen to is like pretty intense music. Like okay. I don't listen to chill music really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say the chillest music I listen to is I listen to like the Sugar Cubes, okay. which is like Bjork's band from before yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like Bjork. And I listen to Bjork, like that's all chill stuff. Uh -huh. But mostly I listen to like a lot of, I don't know, like, I mean, a lot of Run the Jewels, Rage Against the Machine, Love Immortal it. Technique, like that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think my family was shocked that it's like a happy, nice, <laughs> nice music with yeah. no cursing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it feels, it feels cool to make something happy and nice because I never thought, I always thought if I'd be in a band, it would be, you know, like a, a for real like rock band or that I would do like some kind of like drum and, and DJ or like be a drummer for like a hip hop artist. Uh -huh. I never thought that I'd be in like a fun, happy band. Okay. So it feels extra not appropriate to then A, B, you know, like, yeah, yeah. we're Latinx, but we're white. Yeah. You know, like we yeah, both yeah, yeah. have those roots, but we are white. Uh-huh. That it's like, hey, you know, like this can take a back seat. Like I'm not trying to be like, oh, all this stuff is going on and like make yeah, sure you're I protesting. Also listen to my album. I see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. And um, to finalize the podcast, like where can yes. people find you, your, your your work, your band, your podcast? Oh, all on Instagram, I think it's okay. probably Instagram and Twitter. Like I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. My uh -huh. name is spelled L-Y-N-A-E and the last name is Cook. My podcast is called BTS Podcast, which stands for Behind the Scenes. Which so, is super cool. Thank you. So I talk to people about like how they do or, or like how they do what they do. 
Um, and it, I would definitely, since I assume most people listening to this are photographers, mm -hmm. I do recommend listening to the episode 40 with Andre LaRoe because the tips he gives, like I would have gotten into this myself on like how I price work and stuff, but yeah. I think Andre did such a good job. I, I have to listen to that Yeah, one, I'll send you the link because it's, I think it's a really good layout of like, oh yeah, these are the right questions we should be asking before we give someone a rate. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Which is really important. And I don't know if we talk about it, but I think one thing that I've learned to always ask is like, mm -hmm. when do you expect the final photos? Yeah. Yeah, it's super important. Yeah. Super important. Right. Because I'm like, if you want them tomorrow, there's going to be a <laughs> fee for that. Let me tell yep, you. Yep. Um, and so if you look up hashtag BTS podcast, you can find it. And then it's just at BTS, the podcast across socials. And the band right. is called Breakfast Tacos. And we're, you know, the podcast and the band are across all streaming services. Cool. So feel free to check it out. That's amazing. And I'll put all this information also in the info for the podcast awesome. episode thank you so much yeah Nato. this thank was you, great Annie. yeah thank you and i think we kept it pretty safe i agree yeah yeah cool <laughs> all right all right thank you thanks thank you so much for listening to coffee with photographers i'm sorry if my voice doesn't sound great but i was wearing a mask when we were doing the podcast in a park just to stay safe and thank you so much for listening to the second episode with Lene cook Make sure you follow her on Instagram, uh, Facebook, all of those social media channels, and make sure you check out uh, the other episodes of this podcast. You can find them at www.coffeewithphotographers.com or Spotify, Pandora, any of those podcast platforms. See you in the next episode.